Hello, my name is Rivi Frankel. Welcome to Torat Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be studying Sefer Zechariah, Perak Chet. Yesterday in Perak Zion, we discussed the response of Hashem to people coming and asking if they should still be fasting on Tisha B'Av, the day that we mourn the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, of the Temple. And initially, one could think that this is a really valid question. If we're talking about Geulah, if we're talking about redemption and coming back to Israel and rebuilding the temple, then maybe we shouldn't be fasting. And yet we see by Hashem's response that there isn't something inherently wrong with the question being asked by this specific group of people. We will get back to how Perak Zion and Perak Chet, chapter 7 and chapter 8, are really one story within this first unit of Zechariah. But first, let us delve into Parakhat chapter 8. This is one of my favorite prakim, one of my favorite chapters in all of Treasar and maybe even in all of Neviah Machronim and all of the later prophets. The joy and the prophecy that are expressed in this chapter are so full of hope and so beautiful that I can't help but smile. And in fact, as we get into the parak, we will see that some of the prophecies here are ones that I see every single day walking through the streets of Jerusalem, of Yerushalayim. Pasuk Aleph and Bet, verse 1 and 2. And behold the word of Hashem to me. So says Hashem, Lord of hosts, I am very zealous for Zion. I am fiercely zealous for her. Hashem had just talked in Parag Zion about the need to destroy Yerushalayim based on the actions of the people living there at that time. And yet how does Hashem open up this parak By telling us, I love Yerushalayim. I have this zealousness for you. I am fiercely passionate about Yerushalayim. And therefore, what can we infer from this? That we are not going to see Yerushalayim forever being desolate as was described at the end of chapter 7. Pasuk Gimel and Pasuk Dalid, verse 3 and verse 4. Ko Amar Hashem, Hashem har kadosh. So says Hashem, I've returned to Tzion, and I will dwell in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim will be called Yerushalayim, the city of truth, and the mountain of Hashem, the holy mountain. Ko Hashem so says God of hosts, Od yeshvu zekenim uzekenot barachovot Yerushalayim, ve'ish misha'anato biado meirov yamim. So says Hashem, there shall be old men and old women in the squares, in the streets of Yerushalayim, each with a stick in their hand because of their age. Verse number five, and those streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in her streets. Now, this is a very beautiful image to imagine Yerushalayim alive. And if we walk through the streets of Jerusalem today, we can in fact see that. Old men and old women, children, everybody walking around, bustling with energy. We can really see the fulfillment of this prophecy. 
And if we stop for a minute and we think about what's being described here, there is an added element of comfort. Who are the people being mentioned in these two verses of four and five? It's the old people and the young people. Because when societies are at war, often the old people and the young people are the ones who don't survive. Think about decades ago at the end of the Holocaust. The first people to be sent to the gas chambers were the young and were the old. And so the generation growing up after the Holocaust, in the shadow of the Holocaust, grew up without grandparents, grew up needing to rebuild the generation that had been lost of the youth. A society that has old men and old women in her streets, a society that has yiladim v'yiladot mesachakim berachovotah, boys and girls playing in her streets, is a society that's at peace. It's a society that respects the contribution of the old and respects the young of the life of the life of the young it's a society that can afford to feed its children it's a society that can afford the medical care that it needs to get somebody to old age and so not only do we see this prophecy being fulfilled but when we stop and think about it for just a minute we also see the beauty of the description of the people mentioned by Zechariah. Pasuk Vav, verse number six. Ko svakot. So says God of legions, Ki It seems impossible to the nation in these days. Gam also, in my eyes, is it possible? What is God saying here? Hashem is hakol yachol. Hashem can do anything. And even though the generation is sitting in a Jerusalem that is not rebuilt, even though the nation is sitting in a Jerusalem that Hashem has described as desolate, that is only starting to become the city that the name Yerushalayim is befitting of, feels like it's impossible, all of these visions of Zechariah. How often in our lives, going back to what we were just talking about a moment ago, about the Holocaust, and about even the beginnings of the, of the state of Israel, really we can get to a place where we are today, or even today. So many things are complicated in the world. So many issues seem impossible to solve. Are they also impossible in the eyes of Hashem? I will rescue my people from the lands of the east and from the lands of the west. And I'm going to bring them to dwell in Yerushalayim and they're going to be to me a nation and I am going to be to them a God, in truth and in sincerity. Zechariah continues to say to the Jewish people that the foundations of the Beit HaMikdash have been laid already. The hard part has already taken place. He then references prophecy from Haggai, who was his contemporary. 
Haggai was telling the people, did you not notice that whatever you put into your bag, there was a hole in it that fell out, that whatever you planted, you were not able to reap? Zechariah says that at this time, now, when these prophecies will come true, everything that you plant, you will then also see the produce that it should yield. As opposed to what Haggai was saying, that the Jewish people were not seeing the fruits of their labor. And what do you need to do for all of this to happen, asks Zechariah. Pasuk Tetzayin, verse number 16. This is what you have to do. Speak truth to one another. Have justice. Make sure that there is peace and correct justice in your gates. And all of these blessings will follow. Don't plot evilly and think badly in your hearts against your fellow. And do not swear falsely. These are the things that I hate, says God, going back to what we saw in the vision of the scroll, when who were the two people that the curse was going to seek out? The thief and the person who swears falsely in the name of God. These are the things that I hate. And this is the way, if you avoid these things and if you seek out justice and love and peace, then all of this beautiful bracha, all of this beautiful blessing will be yours and will manifest in Yerushalayim. And here we see the Navi now continuing to connect back to the beginning of chapter number 7. Pasuk Yudtes, verse 19. All of these different fast days in the fifth month, in the seventh month, in the tenth month are going to be for Yehuda, are going to be for the Jewish people, for happiness, for joy, for good holidays, for truth and peace and love. And here's where we understand the criticism of Zechariah of this delegation asking if we should fast. Because if you had really done tshuva in a complete way, if you had really repented and created a world and a society and a city where there was mishpat, where there was um, justice and righteousness and truth and peace, then you wouldn't need to ask if you should still fast. Because these days would already be days of Moadim Tovim, of holidays, of emet and shalom, of truth and peace. And by the fact that you're not seeing the manifestation of your actions into joyous holidays and into these beautiful prophecies should already tell you that you still have work to do. And then the parak ends off with the last few psukim reiterating a theme that we have already seen where many nations, verse 32, and many nations, great strong nations are going to come seeking God in Jerusalem, looking for the face of Hashem. Jewish people, when you feel shalom, when you manifest these brachot, when you have done what you are supposed to do, 
so that there is balance and peace and beauty in your world, that will resonate and that will have a ripple effect to the rest of the world and the rest of the world will come to Jerusalem to seek God. And when they do come to seek God, you will be the flag, the banner, the standard by which they hold themselves in their looking to have a relationship with the ultimate power, with the ultimate master of the universe. And so we can see how chapter seven and eight connect. We can see that by painting this beautiful picture of Nechama, of comfort, Zechariah is answering the question, you're not there yet and you still have a lot of work to do. But we can also see it echoing the visions and the symbols that we've seen. Symbols of Bnei Israel saying, where is God? Has he left us? And Hashem promising that he is still in a relationship with us. Of Hashem telling us that we need to be in a relationship with him. We need to see the Beit HaMikdash as a place where there is balance, where there is spirituality and materialism together, where we uplift this world. As opposed to a place where we say, ah, I can come and I can bring my sacrifice or I can do my fast and then I'm good without needing to do the internal work. And that when we're able to live up to who we are supposed to be, not only does blessing come into our own lives in the most beautiful and abundant way, but that spreads out to the entire world. Jerusalem stretches and our light stretches and the light of God stretches so that everybody comes and wants to bask in it. And that doesn't make us less special. Rather, it raises us up to be able to partake in the Shekhinah, in the revelation of God in this world. I bless us with the fortitude to keep working even when times are dark and things seem impossible. To remember that God is a koyachol, in God's perspective, nothing is impossible. And to continue to work to bring about the beauty and abundance of the blessings of Zechariah in chapter 8. To be able to have a ripple effect of light to shine for the whole world. Thank you for studying together. Le'ilu'i nishma, Riva Schwab, Rivka, Bat Alexander Sender.